0: Mistaken Identity is headed to the Dominican Republic on the new Carnival celebration in January of 2023, thanks to MEI Travel and Mouse Fan Travel. Whether you're looking to book a cruise, visit Walt Disney World, or spend some time on a private resort in a remote location around the world, MEI Travel is for you. Frank and Jordan are scheduled to set sail on January 3rd for seven nights on Carnival's newest ship, set to debut this November. And if that sounds like the type of thing you're interested in, MEI Travel has plenty of accommodations to fit all your travel desires. Contact Brock Taylor for all of your travel needs and to determine the best deals for you at mistakenidentymedia at gmail.com.
1: To so many people, you know, lifelong uh, Cubs fans, it's our happy place. It doesn't feel like a year without going to Wrigley Field and you guys are amazing at what you do.
2: And that's the thing, is that the Wrigley employees are always so helpful, they go beyond. When you
1: see the same faces, year after year after year in the same sections,
0: it makes you feel, it all feels like family that you're going to a place like it's a little family reunion.
2: Every family member and friend who comes to that, I take to a Cubs game or I take on a Wrigley Field Tour because there's nothing better to do to be in Chicago and you all made that possible. Like I said, these are not just employees, in my opinion, they're like family. I've brought people from all over the world, all over the country, people that don't like baseball, they love Wrigley Field, and we have you guys to thank for that.
0: Welcome to Mistaken Identity Beyond the Ballpark, now part of the Unconfined Network. We explore the fascinating personal lives of the people inside Chicago's most iconic sports venue, Wrigley Field. Our podcast will take you on an amazing journey, introducing you to some incredible people that we've met along the way. We'll discuss hot topics, play a few games, and just try to have an overall good time. There'll be plenty of surprises along the way, so stick with us to see where our journey heads next. But for now, kick back, relax, and enjoy the latest episode of Mistaken Identity Beyond the Ballpark.
3: All right, so welcome back to another episode of Mistaken Identity Beyond the Ballpark. Another person that I've been trying to get for a long time um, who is finally here with us. Uh, and this is the day after an insane night game. Marissa, how's it going?
1: It's it's good. It's better than last night.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yes, I, um, I've i never experienced anything like that ever, ever, ever. But let me... Um, First ask, um, for people that don't know, you don't live in the city, you have a very long commute. Where are you exactly? And how long did it take you to get to and from the ballpark?
1: That's a difficult question. I'm in Palatine and okay. I live very close to the highway. So I could just hop on, no traffic, 35 minutes. Okay. Traffic, it's taken two hours before. <laughs>
3: So on a, like a typical weekend night game or a concert where we're done like around 11 or whatever, you get home at what, 1am?
1: Um, Usually at night for night games or like after shows, there's not much going on, especially by the time we get out of there. So I get home pretty quickly, but if it's like a Friday day game, it takes me a while to get down there um, and it takes me a while to get home. Or if it's a weekday night game.
3: Okay.
1: And we start at 4.15. It'll take me a little bit of time to get there.
3: Okay. Uh, so I need, I need to get to the hard-hitting question before I get to the other question. This is the question that I am... This is the big one. It's about The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Now, I personally don't see how anybody can watch that show. To me, I think it's all scripted, all predetermined, pre-planned. But from what I understand, you are a big, big fan of those shows. So we're going to have a discussion, and maybe you can convince me why this show is actually any good. So go ahead, tell me, Tell me first of all, why? how did you get into it? And why are you a fan of those shows?
1: I will start by saying I haven't watched this season at all. So don't know anything that's going on. I just haven't had time. Um, but in the past, it's just friends have been watching it. And it's something that we'll watch together. We'll sit around and watch the show and enjoy it together. Um, but it's interesting. Even if it might be scripted, we know that. But what so
3: should it be? But, but it, is, it's a, it is scripted, though. Like it is pre planned.
1: I don't know.
3: Okay. I okay. don't
1: know. Um, but if it is, if it might mm. be scripted, um, it's still so interesting to see how these people interact. And if you just think about, wow, this one man is dating 30 women. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and like, the time frame of it all too. How does this happen so quickly? And then you have to think what happens when they're not recording.
3: Yeah.
1: And what they're piecing together and a lot of times I know that they like record things and they put what happened last first so it makes it more dramatic for you. It's just now, interesting to me. But do,
3: now cuz I feel like if, if a man If I came to you and said, Marissa, you know, I just got done dating 30 people, 30 women all at the same time. You would think that I'm crazy. I'm some kind (laughs) of creep or you think I would be insane. Um, But like, it's okay for this show. I just like now to me, I feel like it's a show that is probably uh, taped over several months, but it's compacted into this small amount of time. Is that what it is? I think so. And, yeah. there's no, and there's no, like, there's no, there's no sex involved, right? There's no, there's no, it's pretty, it's like all like platonic pretty much, right? they're not, they're not like sleeping together.
1: Well, so the show is happening, it happens before and then it, before it's aired and they all have to keep it pretty hush hush. Like all of the contestants, I guess, um, don't really post on social media until things have been brought up. So like they'll go on a date and then after the date airs on TV, they'll post it on social media. Um, in regards to like intimacy, when it gets to the end of the season, they have the opportunity to go to a fantasy suite.
2: The person
1: okay. that's like dating everyone okay. can either invite them to the fantasy suite or not. We don't really know what happens there. Okay. Uh, but it's, it's meant to allow them to spend the night together and have them have like a more intimate relationship and further their relationship. But again, don't know what happens there. Don't know if they just walk in together and film it and then they just turn around and walk on out. And I guess we'll never know, but.
3: So do you have a favorite episode or a favorite season that you thought was just like the best couple ever or the best return? I'm just curious.
1: I don't I think that every season brings its own unique characters. Okay. And there's some people that go on the show and you just wonder how. <laughs> <laughs> and not only that they they share their jobs so their name comes up underneath their picture when they're being interviewed and it says their job title. And it's just so interesting to me to see what these people actually do for a living.
3: Yeah.
1: Or what they claim to do. Um, <laughs> and what weird title they could come up with for it. And then I always think, how did you get this much time off of work?
3: <laughs> Good. I never thought about that. Never thought about that. But do but do they actually get married i mean are people together or is this for the fame of being on tv
1: that's an issue that's brought up in the show a lot like are you just here for the fame or are you here to find love and that conversation comes up a lot and sometimes it starts drama because Mm -hmm. some people will be saying oh they're just here to become famous they're not really here for the right reasons um and then it just drama is what the show thrives on.
3: Um. Yeah, now I talked to you earlier, because the show that I do watch, or I did watch a lot, was Big Brother. Like, I, can, I can get with that. I feel like, um, and you're still only getting to see when are arguing and fighting, but I feel like that to me makes more sense, like putting everybody in the house. In fact, I think it'd be cool to have all the supervisors living in a house together for like a week. That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine all of us in the house together? Jonas and Floyd and you and can you just imagine all of us in the house together, Rahat and Erica and Steve and Fango for a week? You,
1: wouldn't that be cool to watch? Big brother Cub <laughs> Supervisor Edition.
3: <laughs> I think that we would all drive each other crazy by day three.
1: But then imagine the competitions that you have to go through. And if they're the physical competitions or Whatever the competition may be, just imagine us, the group of who we are right now competing against each other.
3: I think I just got an idea for next year. But anyway, let me me, me go back to you now. So let's talk about you. So most people may not know uh, that you are a teacher. Uh, Tell us about that and why you chose that.
1: Tomorrow, I actually begin my seventh year teaching.
3: Um, I would would uh, never guess seven years. I would never guess. You look like you're 21. I would never guess.
1: (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, tomorrow is the first day of my seventh year teaching, and it was never planned to be this way. When I decided to go to school, I thought I wanted to go into nursing because everyone told me you don't want to be a teacher. (laughs) You don't make any money. It's a difficult job. And I said, why am I listening to what these other people are telling me? I need to be my own person. I need to go through what I want to go through. And I actually went into it because I had some really wonderful teachers. I had some teachers in high school that changed my life and made me who I am today. But I also had the opposite. And I know I'm only one person. But if I can be that one person to change somebody and to make them enjoy school and want to be a teacher or want to grow into a better person, then that's what I'm doing. If I just reach one person in my whole career teaching, that matters the most to me and that makes the most difference.
3: Now, what grade do you teach or what subject do you teach?
1: I teach seventh grade literature and language arts.
3: How did you decide on that?
1: Um, I actually was thrown into it. (laughs) I went to college um, for, to teach high school social studies. Um, My degree is in ninth through 12th grade social sciences. So um, history, psychology, sociology, uh, geography, government, all of that. And I took one class and they said, okay, you could teach sixth, seventh, and eighth grade too. (laughs) And when I went to apply for student teaching, I was given an opportunity at a fabulous school in the Northwest suburbs, close to home, 10 minutes from where I grew up. And they said, but you have to want to be in middle school. I had never stepped foot in a middle school before since I was in middle school. I didn't have any clinical experience in middle school. Middle schoolers scared me. And I was thrown into a middle school for student teaching. And after my experience student teaching, I said, I'm never leaving middle school. I don't want to teach high school anymore. I want to stay here.
3: Right, Okay. Now, does does, does teaching, uh, any of that experience roll over into your job at Wrigley? Does any of that relate at all, or is it completely opposite?
1: Oh, my goodness. It's basically like a classroom out there. (laughs) Like, these grown adults have the same attitudes and energies as my middle schoolers. They've just had a little more beer. <laughs> <laughs> right.
3: Okay. All right. Now tell me about, Ricky. how did you find out about the Cub job in the beginning to begin with? How did you even find out about it? What was that like? Were you a Cub fan? How
1: did that work? So, I was a Cubs fan, but I never even knew that this job was a thing. I went to DePaul for five years. Okay. I lived a mile away from Wrigley Field, had no idea that this was an option. I went to Cubs games um, while I lived there, and I went to Cubs games growing up, but it was, I was teaching in Morton Grove, and one of my coworkers at the school in Morton Grove worked for the Cubs, and she was a guest service ambassador. And then the next year she moved to premier and she said, just apply. And I applied to be a GSA. Hmm. And then in my interview, a neat asked me, she was like, do you, would you think about doing security? And I was like, I'm five, four, like this, (laughs) this is who I am. Hmm. Would I do security? And she was like, I do security. So I said, sure. Yeah. Why not? And then I became security and I'm so happy that, Although I applied as a GSA, I became an SSA.
0: Hey guys, Joe Flaherty again, and I'm excited to tell you about one of our newest partners, Athletic Greens. Having been involved in the health and fitness space for over a decade, I've heard a lot of great things about their AG1 formula, from the taste to the quality of ingredients, and the comprehensive nature of the product itself. So, after they reached out to partner with us, I did a little bit more digging and I was blown away by what I found. So, you might be asking, what exactly is this stuff anyways? Well, AG1 is a blend of 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to support nearly every system in the body. One serving a day benefits your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy levels, recovery ability, Pretty much any process your body goes through, AG1 can lend a helping hand. Now I have this stuff in my shopping cart as we speak and I'm most looking forward to a few things. First, I've been taking dozens of different supplements for years now and sometimes 10 different powders and pills from 10 different bottles can get a bit overwhelming. But AG1 offers simplicity. You can easily swap a single scoop of AG1 for a whole shelf of single ingredient products and be no worse for wear. And, by the way, you stand to save a whole lot of money switching from a boatload of products to just one. Trust me, because I've been down that path before. Secondly, AG1 is a portable product you can take with you on the go. I'm a huge believer in the benefits of creating good health habits, and the fact that you can take AG1 with you anywhere is an easy way to ensure you're getting the nutritional support you need each day, no matter where you're waking up. And I don't know about you guys, but I always tend to get pretty beat up by traveling, and unfortunately, I often find myself spending most of my vacations nursing a cold. While AG1's formula can offer the immune support you need to kick that cold to the curb, or even avoid it in the first place, and let you really enjoy yourself no matter how long you've been in an airport or an Uber. And the kicker is all the ingredients in AG1 are highly bioavailable, meaning your body can actually absorb the nutrition you're giving it. And I can't tell you how many times I've run into this issue of poor absorption and how bad you feel realizing that the only thing that expensive supplement you bought did was burn a hole in your wallet. With AG1, you have a nutritional insurance policy based on the latest scientific research, which is big for me. All for less than $3 a day. And if you don't believe me, AG1 has over 7,000 five-star reviews on their site to help point you in the right direction. So it's time to reclaim your health with just one scoop of AG1 a day. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com emerging. Again, that's athleticgreens.com emerging, E-M-E-R-G-I-N-G, to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance.
2: Hey Wrigley fam, Kat Garcia here. You may remember me from my days working with y'all at the ballpark before I became a full-time baseball writer. Well, I'm here to tell you that now I'm back and I've started a new podcast too. It's called Grab a Drink with Kat Garcia. Since I left to pursue my career in sports journalism, I've met so many incredible journalists and media members, even some outside of the scope of sports. And all of these folks are people whose work you already read or may be familiar with. And one of my favorite things about working in this industry has been hearing all of the great advice, lessons learned, and the sometimes downright hilarious stories that have been swapped over drinks with all sorts of incredible journalists and people. And oftentimes I wish that our audiences were around for these truly authentic, fun, and sometimes candidly booze-infused conversations. So I decided I'm bringing them to you in podcast form. Join me for Grab a Drink with Kat Garcia, where I sit down with some of your favorite people in sports and journalism, like Lawrence Holmes scott merkin maddie lee and brett taylor just to name a few to show you what life in sports and journalism is really like so pour yourself a tall one or grab a hot coffee and join us grab a drink with kat garcia is available now on apple spotify google podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and you can follow the show on twitter for updates info on past episodes and more at at grab underscore pod cheers and happy listening Club 400 Ballpark Lager is a beer for all nine innings. Take me out to the ball game! This crisp, easy-drinking lager is perfect for a summer day amongst the bricks and ivy. Crafted at Crystal Lake Brewing, this beer is clean and refreshing, with minimal bitterness so that you can celebrate a W in style. From Club 400, Cubs fans helping Cubs fans, this baseball brew can be found at most places that sell beer in Northwest Illinois or from Crystal Lake Brewing. Beer Master Ryan Clooney. Enjoy a beer or six-pack today. and please. Please remember to drink responsibly.
1: Reboots, reunions, reruns. No matter where you turn, everyone is going back to revisit Nostalgic TV.
2: Join us on a journey back in the day as we look at your favorite Black 90s sitcoms like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, A Different World, Living Single, and Moesha. Moesha.
1: We break down a new sitcom and episode per week, discuss why the show was relevant at the time and still holds up today, discuss its impact, and laugh at how different things were back in the day or how they stayed the same.
2: Check out Back in the Day with Tanya and Cheryl now on your favorite podcast app and come on a 90s black sitcom journey with us.
3: Now, I ask people this all the time uh, because it happened to me. When you got the call that you were going to be a supervisor, did you cry?
1: (laughs) I didn't cry because I was in a room full of people. (laughs) Okay. Uh, But I was, I remember it like so clearly. I was sitting there. um, We were doing state testing at school that day and I was on break. My kids were in a classroom. Somebody else was watching them. I was on break. I was in a room full of, like, our school counselor, psychologist, social worker, my entire team. And I'm like, why is Sam Thrower calling me? (laughs) Uh, I was like, oh, I know why she's calling me. And I'm, like, shaking and my heart's racing. And I answer the call. And I honestly don't even remember what was said.
3: Okay. All right. Now, do you remember where you were and what you were doing when the Cubs won the World Series?
1: I do. (laughs) I was alone. (laughs) Okay. I'm um, very, like, superstitious. Almost during that time, um, all the games, all of the, like, postseason games that I was watching, if I was watching them in a certain place, the Cubs would lose. Okay. If I was watching them alone, the Cubs would win. I'd be, I was living uh, with my parents at the time. And if I was sitting upstairs on the couch, the Cubs would lose. If I was sitting downstairs in the basement alone, they would win. So my, I was student teaching at the time when the Cubs won the world series. And my dad called me that morning. He's like, I'm going to Cleveland. Can you watch the dog tonight?
3: Oh, wow. Okay. Um,
1: So my stepsister was upstairs. My family, my dad and stepmom were in Cleveland and I was sitting on the couch in the basement with the dog alone.
3: Wow. Okay. Okay.
1: And I had to teach the next day and I was student teaching and I was student teaching sixth graders and it was stressful. It was almost conferences. I was brand new to it. And I was like, I need a shower. (laughs) it's late. I need a shower. Then we go into a rain delay.
3: Yeah.
1: And I was like, I'm showering during this rain delay. Like (laughs) I I don't know how long it's going to be, but I need to shower. And as soon as I stepped out of the shower, the game started again.
3: Okay.
1: And I sat there and I watched the end of the game and just, I I cried. (laughs)
3: Okay.
1: And it was very emotional, but I was just sitting there, me and the dog, (laughs) just sitting there watching the Cubs make history
3: now were you an employee then or were you not, you hadn't started yet
1: i hadn't started yet i started two years later
3: ah so you so you're waiting for a ring now this is waiting for
1: yeah hopefully one day i guess i just <laughs> sit on the couch and watch with the doc that time i can't work it
3: yes now let's say that now what what type of music do you listen to
1: what type of music yes i listen to a wide range of music i don't really like stick to one genre okay
3: not a, a better question Let's say that you got to design your own Wrigley Field concert and you could pick all the acts, it's, it's totally up to you to pick the acts for a Wrigley Field concert. What would your lineup be?
1: This is interesting because I love going to like mellow concerts, so okay. the Lumineers coming in September is my dream. It's really,
3: I don't, I don't know who they even are, so that's good to hear. Somebody can <laughs> tell me
1: you're, I'm gonna. Today at work, I'm going to show you, I saw them right before the shutdown with COVID. They're a dream to watch. It's a mellow crowd. You're sitting there, you're just enjoying the music, you're enjoying the atmosphere. That is honestly probably one of my favorite shows that I've ever seen. But at the same time, um, some of my other favorite shows that I've seen have been like hip hop music, um. Mm -hmm. I'm really excited. Like I'm going to see Kid Cudi at the United Center. I love him,
3: yes, I love him.
1: I'm seeing him in September at the United Center after a game. (laughs) We have a game then Kid Cudi. Um, I'm just thinking like, now that I'm going to all these concerts but have worked concerts at Wrigley, how amazing it would be to have him at our venue.
3: Yeah, that would be, yeah, yeah.
1: That would be the coolest thing. And then the next night, actually, I think Kid Cudi's on Friday and then Black Bear is on Saturday.
3: Yeah,
1: and that's at the Aragon, and just like, what if we put them to the two of them together, <laughs>
3: right, right? At
1: Wrigley Field, my favorite place. Right. I just think it would be unbelievable.
3: Okay. All right. Now, do you have um, you have any favorite foods? Or th- first of all, can you cook? First of all, can you cook?
1: I love cooking. I cook all the time. Sometimes I'm lazy and have popcorn <laughs> for dinner.
3: What are but, your favorite things to cook, though? What are your favorite things to cook?
1: Um, I really like cooking salmon. I, I tr- love salmon. Okay. <laughs> I have one of my really good friends gave me this, like, salmon rub recipe, um, and I make that all the time, but I also like experimenting with, like, different things to make the salmon taste less fishy.
3: Like what? How do you do that?
1: Make the salmon taste less fishy? It's all yes. about the seasoning.
3: Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Now, do you have favorite places to go eat at? Like favorite restaurants.
1: I like going to different restaurants. I'm not somebody that likes to go to the same place more than once.
3: So you so you, so you don't go to Canes like I do every
1: every week? I can't I can't eat Canes anymore. I really can't. It's just I was so excited when Canes came to Wrigley and yeah. then I had it like four days in a row. <laughs> I can't do it anymore.
3: Well, we're getting a we're getting a covers across the street over there by Starbucks.
1: really
3: yes we're getting at some point so that'd be pretty cool yes
1: the options are just they're boring at this point
3: yeah we have them all the time yes yes but Um, this
1: is wonderful but i like switching it up i'll go to i go to so many different restaurants all the time and i love finding new places to go to uh
3: it's funny you can't see this at all but uh when we started the interview i'm in my living room i have the window open i saw the um, the census taker, has, she came when I was playing, she was recording and she's been standing outside my door waiting, <laughs> waiting for me to open the door up for the census, which I can do online. It's just funny that she's still there, but anyway. since <laughs> um, so you're going to Club 100 for the first time, the supervisor party. Uh, are you familiar with Club 100? Have you seen pictures of it? Like, you know, are you um, anticipating what's gonna happen, what's gonna go on?
1: I've seen pictures of it. Okay. I've, I think I like follow their Facebook page. Okay. Um, okay. And I saw the pictures from the supervisor party last year. And I figured like we would have the game on in the background. It's like a one o'clock game or something. Oh. Um, But then yesterday when you were asked, what are we doing? Right. And you're like, I don't know. <laughs> I was just like, okay, well, I do, I have no idea what to expect. What are we going to do? There's going to be food. There's going to be drinks. There's going to be.
3: So this year, though, so this year I'm actually participating in it. So last year I planned it fully from the beginning to the end. Um, but I didn't get to. I was, already, I was working, running around doing this, running around doing that. So I didn't get to enjoy it at all. And we have uh, former Cubs coming this year. So I'm like, Club 100, all you all, you. You all sort of put it together so that way I can attend. I don't have to be there early. I can leave when you all leave, get there when you all get there. So that's why I don't know fully what's going on. Um, but I, you know, I, I I guarantee you that you, when you walk into this house, you just take the first step downstairs. you are got to be in awe of how much stuff from the Cubs he has in his um, – it's like a mini mansion, but you're, you're going to be impressed by how much stuff is down there.
1: I'm really excited to see it. I mean, it has my little collection of like four bobbleheads. <laughs> I think I have like from when we used to do uh, the token thing. I have a signed ball back there, John. Is that a guitar?
3: One. You play guitar?
1: <laughs> no, that's not mine. Oh, like, guitar. <laughs> <That> <laughs> oh, like is not
3: Jonas mine. does. Okay, I, we're trying to actually we're trying to get Jonas, uh, we're trying to hook up Jonas to with Sam and Morgan to play the national anthem at Wrigley Field. Did you know he can play? That? Did you know he plays it really, really well?
1: I knew that yeah. he was a musician.
3: Yeah. So we're uh, we're trying to get uh, we're working right now with uh, uh Morgan and Sam to get him to play the national anthem at Wrigley um, because he played Amazing Grace for me. I'm like, this is amazing. So obviously, I can't keep things to myself. So I told Sam, <laughs> <laughs> and here we go, trying to get Jonas there. But um, for my last five minutes, I usually give my guests the, op- the opportunity to ask me. One question. So do you have one question for me?
1: you warned me that I was gonna ask you a question and <laughs> I didn't even prepare. I was enough. hoping that you going
3: ask Jordan last night. i like, please don't ask Jordan. I'm hoping that you could ask.
1: <laughs> I it honestly slipped my mind. It was so busy last night and it's it was. been so crazy.
3: I, I <laughs> listen, I, it was so busy yesterday to me before I even got to the pictures. I forgot that Jordan was even there. So when I was out doing a an ejection and I walked past, he goes. Frank, you didn't say, how did you know I was here? I'm like, I didn't even know you were here. And then he goes, Marissa said you told her that I was here. I'm like, I did. I completely forgot. So thanks, Marissa.
1: <laughs> well, no, I told him that I told um, you, you better not steal him from I know,
3: him. I know. Uh, I'm like, I didn't even know you were here today. He goes, Marissa said you knew I was here <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, I'm going to have to have a talk um, with him tonight now. <laughs> <gasps> but, uh,
3: um, yeah, any question for me? Anyone?
1: Maybe I I'm not like super familiar with the podcast. I haven't really okay. listened to it a lot. What made you want to start it? What really sparked this?
3: So COVID. Um, we didn't work for the whole year. And we had those Zoom sessions. So everybody was on Zoom, players and whatever. Um, and we got to see people in their houses because of the background, and um, I'll never forget that one that one day we had Kyle Swerber on, and uh, it was a surprise that people didn't know. But it was this, I saw the screen, everybody, there was this one female, I can't think of her name, one female. As soon as she saw that it was Kyle Swerber, she had her pajamas or whatever, she turned her screen black and left. And when she came back with the screen on, it was makeup, fully dressed, and I'm like, this is amazing, this is awesome. Like to see this side of people uh, outside of work, it was cool. And then people said, you know, we should keep this Keep it going because we were out of work for the whole year it was just, there was just no work for us and like it's cool to get to know people outside of work so that's what led into it so it just started with the zoom session with the players that we had and it just moved from players to let's meet our staff outside of work uh you know once uh, you know julian green and all of them said hey you know as long as it's not about baseball and it's personal uh you know knock yourself out then it just kept going and got bigger and bigger and uh, like i did not know that scoya Went into labor and almost had a baby on the terrace. I never knew that to the podcast. Never knew that.
2: Didn't See, know that
3: Mike I'm Smith not. had three master degrees. Uh, didn't know that Kathy had all those master degrees. Kathy Campbell, like who? Like didn't know to the podcast. <laughs> so that's my answer. If the podcast it came from that, but I'm learning so much about people that, you know, I did not know that Margaret Riker lives in Massachusetts and flies back to Chicago each series for a game. Didn't know that. So that's how it came about. And now I feel like I can't stop because everybody wants to know who's next. Who's next? Who's next? (laughs) So that's that's how it is. That's how I started. I haven't tried to get you for almost two seasons, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, at first you wanted to do like a co-one with Colette just talking about the Bachelor and Bachelorette.
3: Yes. Yes, that's true. Yes, yes. But... Better late than never. Um, Anyway, Marissa, thank you. Ooh, right on time. Thank you very much. And um, I will see you tonight for part two of What Could Go Wrong at Night Game (laughs) Everybody (laughs) Fail.
1: Well, thank you for having me.
3: Yes. All right. Have a good day.
1: You too.
0: Hey guys, if you're hearing my voice here again, that means we've reached the end of the show. It's that time again for all the thank yous and special messages and disclaimers. You know, all the stuff you really tune in for each week. A big thank you yet again to all of our supporters who not only continue to tune into our show, but take the time to hit the like button, write reviews, and share our content on social media. It all really helps us grow our audience. Our Patreon page continues to thrive as well as we're working not only on the podcast, but Roku channel and the book club and on and on and on. If you'd like to be a part of that expanding Mistaken Identity experience, follow the link in our show notes to our Patreon page or go to patreon.com and search Mistaken Identity Podcast for all the ways you can sign up to access this multitude of additional content. Mistaken Identity is also now a part of the Unconfined Network, which is a home to many podcasts whose hosts have met inside the walls of Wrigley Field. Check out the network's other show offerings. Head to unconfinednetwork.com. That's all one word, Unconfined Network. Dot .com to view all of our shows and their catalogs. Shouts out to Frank Walker, Jesse Graham, and Jordan Burks for their continued efforts both in front and behind the scenes to keep Mistaken Identity rolling along every week. And, of course, we can't leave without our disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely our own, and we do not speak for or on behalf of the Chicago Cubs or any other organization. This is Joe Flaherty for the Mistaken Identity Podcast saying stay safe, and we'll catch you next time beyond the ballpark.
3: Hey, it's Frank from the Mistaken Identity Beyond the Ballpark Podcast. Listen, I get so many messages, emails phone calls about investing because I talk about it so much on this show that I can't respond to them all. But what I've decided to do is do a class on Patreon for all of our supporters in two categories. For those that are 40 and under and those that are 40 and older because investing is different Based on your age, I get asked, Frank, what is an NFT that these young folks are talking about? What is cryptocurrency? Or I hear about Frank. Is it time to readjust my 401k? What's the best life insurance to get? What about life insurance that has living benefits? Or the big one, I just got a raise at my job. It's 2%, but inflation is 7%. Did I really get a loss? I have also noticed a trend. A lot of parents and grandparents are starting to understand that the cost of college is skyrocketing. And they know that it is better to invest when your child is younger as opposed to later on. And I've recently been talking about how I have gotten some real estate and some stocks and some other investments into Jordan's name. That he is taken care of Is something were to ever happen to me I'll break all of that down How I did that How you leave stuff to your children Or loved ones in the will And all that good stuff On these investing sessions Talking about all that And more On our Patreon page Every week Go and get it Patreon.com Slash Mistaken Identity Podcast Let's get Investing and generational wealth together.